All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, July 11th of 2023 here. Uh, just had the MLB Home Run Derby yesterday with Vlad Jr. taking it down. Got the MLB All-Star Game today. Should be a fun one as always. And then uh, looking ahead, you know, we still got League of Legends going on. We still got Wimbledon. And then we have PGA teeing off on Thursday here. So it should be a fun couple days here uh, with no baseball playing some of these more niche sports. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. Questions can come in via support. You can reach us at support at SaberSim.com. Questions come in live in the YouTube chat and questions also come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to join up, there is a link in the description below. Get access to all of our similar channels. Get access to all of our individual sport channels where members of the community and uh, other SaberSim employees are uh, going back and forth, giving feedback on different strategies and uh, just different thoughts about DFS strategy overall here. So great place to hang out in my opinion here. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, we have two questions to get started today. One of them in the Office Hours channel, one of them in the YouTube chat. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in here. But we are just going to jump right in. First question from Hona Peanut said, in PGA, I've heard it's a good idea to condense your player pool to 30 to 40% of the field when I run Sims for 150 max. It uses 100-ish golfers. What are your thoughts on how big your player pool should be for 150 max? Uh, so this isn't something I've particularly heard about myself here, uh, but it's interesting to always do some type of, you know, experiment, I guess is the right word here. So let me like pull up my screen instead of just SaberSim here. So if you guys ever want to know how many golfers are in your pool, the way to check is go to download up here in the right. Then you're going to open this file. And then I'm just going to bring the file over. Uh, what you can do here, right, is just look at uh, the first golfer here and then just go down, uh, you know, just take that column all the way down. And then... Let me remove the question. In the bottom corner here, uh, if you guys can see it, it says count and it says 156. So what that tells me is that there are 156 golfers with a projection here, right? So the bottom golfer had a, a zero projection and looks like he has been ruled out probably with Drew or something like that. So uh, right there, I can figure out how many golfers are in the field for this week. And then if I go back, you know, I can just make a note of that really quickly. And then I get Saberson pulled back up. So then now when I go to run a build, first thing I'm going to do, I'm just going to make two quick adjustments, two projections here uh, to make my life a little bit easier. And then I am going to do a 150 max like we talked about. Usually these golf contests are anywhere from uh, 10 to 50K is, is usually fine here. Just taking a peek at Sim Diversity. Sim Diversity is at nine. And then uh, for this one, I'm going to run 5,000 lineups. Well, I'm going to run a little less than that just to save some time. We're around 2,500. 
and then I'm going to build here, right? And then once we get into the post build, we can see, uh, you know, how many golfers are being used. And then we can look at those golfers from a couple of different perspectives, right? So one thing that I like to do is, you know, projections are very important in golf. So we can just sort by projection and then see what is the lowest projected golfer that we're getting. How much of this golfer are we getting? How much pool exposure do we have to these particular golfers, right? So I like to let Sabersim give me the players that it wants. And then I get to determine okay, am I actually comfortable with these plays or not? And then what I can do is if it's giving me, you know, too many players below a certain threshold that I that I um, am not comfortable with, I can go back to the home screen, make some adjustments, add some filters, uh, add rules if I need to, and then run a new build, right? So kind of just trying to get a feel for what Saberson wants to do on this slate in this initial build. All right, build finished up, uh, 150 lineups here. Right off the bat, we have 54 golfers in our pool with a mini unique of one here, right? So this is actually, you know, right about 30% of the field here, right? At 156 golfers. So it's about 52 golfers is uh, one third here. So we are right in that 30 to 40% range with 54 golfers here. Uh, so kind of falls right into that that uh, window that you talked about here. And this is without me knowing this, uh, you know, heuristic. This is just Sabersim in and of itself uh, giving me these lineups, right? So second thing that I want to do here is like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm right within this range, but, you know, what is our lowest projected golfer, right? And the easiest way to do that, you know, just looking at our top 150 lineups is sort by projection descending here. And then we're just going to scroll down and then we're just going to see where this last person comes in at. So it doesn't look like we have anybody um, below 45, nobody below 50. So our first golfer that we have exposure to our lowest projected golfer is projected for 51.91 points in one of our 150 lineups, uh, projected ownership of less than 2%. And then this golfer shows up 3% in our pool lineups here. So out of our entire 2,500 lineups, this golfer is showing up about 3% of the time here. I, frankly, I'm okay with this, right? Uh, you know, decent pool exposure at 3%. We're getting one lineup. I think it's okay. You know, basically like we're, we're kind of taking a shot on this golfer. Uh, he, he showed up in, in very few Sims here, but enough to warrant one lineup in the top 150. I'm okay with that, right? Similarly, the next, uh, lowest projected golfer at 52.73 in 2% of our 150 and 2% of our pool, right? So I think that, you know, with some of the adjustments we made uh, when we released Sim Diversity, this was previously named Sim Variance here, and it worked a little bit differently. Uh, so with the, with the new, you know, logic behind the Sim Diversity slider in the builder, I think that it does a great job of not giving you too many low projected plays, and giving you them at a rate where they can, uh, you know, make an impact, but not sink your sink your lineups here, right? So I'm okay with all these plays that I'm seeing down here at the bottom, and I wouldn't be too aggressive with um, removing any of them, etc. Here, so I think this looks great. It falls right in your range. You know, this can be a little bit higher, right? If you start increasing your mini uniques here, I went from a mini unique of one to a mini unique of two here 
That's taken me from lineup 150 down to lineup 225. I'm okay with that here, still in the top 10% of my pool overall. And I've increased my player pool from 54 golfers to 62 golfers, right? So getting a little wider with the golfer range here. So uh, going back to your example, I, I would be really surprised to see 100 golfers being used, um, you know, in, in a default build here. Not to say that it that it can't happen, but I just think that number is just uh, really high here. So, you know, maybe you had some type of rule set. Maybe you, you're doing some, some other stuff in the home screen. I don't know, maybe like using custom projections or custom ownership that kind of led to that here. Uh, so just looks a little bit different than my build here, but, um, ultimately I think that Saberson is doing a good job of curating the lowest projected golfers and then being given you them either one sparingly or two, not at all here. So I'm seeing a lot of positive things from this default build here. And, um, if, if you're seeing something different, you know, maybe it's some type of rule filter, custom projection, custom ownership, uh, et cetera here. So just keep an eye out for those things. But uh, if you have any more questions in relation to this question, just uh, hit me back in the Office Hours channel, and I'll be happy to keep it rolling. All right. Uh, next question in the Office Hours channel from Scion Greens. Question says, is there a way in large field MLB contests where I can just target two teams? I have tried this before, and at times I would get the error that my rules are too restrictive. What is the best way to tackle this? Uh, good question here. So going to use Sunday's main slate as our example for this question here, since this was the last main slate that we had. And this was a 10-game main slate, so it should be you know, big enough to, to be relevant for all different slate types here. So let's say that, you know, you want to target two teams, right? And what you want to say is something along the lines of, I want to use at least, a, so, so, so there's a couple of different ways to do this. I'm not sure exactly what way you're trying to do this. The first way that comes to me is, hey, I want one of these two teams to be my primary stack in each of my stacks, right? So I want to have at least a four stack in every lineup. And from those four stacks, I want to use one of these two teams, right? So the way to do that would be come into lineup rules, do a stack rule. It's going to be rule type stack, selection method basic. I'm going to say stack at least four. And then I'm going to change my el eligible teams here, right? So I'm just going to use the highest implied run total teams here. So I'm going to use Boston, uh, let's say Boston and Toronto. So what I want to say is, hey, I want to use Boston and Toronto as a four stack and then let Saberson figure out, you know, other two stacks, uh, one-offs, th potentially three stacks here to, to fill up the rest of my lineup. So then what I would do is under eligible teams, I would just make sure that the only two teams that I want are eligible for this rule. So that's Boston and Toronto. And then I'm going to hit save. And then now when I go to this rule, it's going to say stack at least four players from these two teams. And then when I run a build, it's going to be a four stack of Boston or a four stack of Toronto in every lineup. And then the keyword here is at least. So this at least will allow for five stacks of those teams to be used here. So that's one way to write the rule. Uh, a different way that you might want to approach this is saying, uh, no, you know, I, I only want to use these two teams as stacks 
and I want to use both of them as a stack in every lineup, I'm okay with Saberson giving me different types of one-offs, right? So in that case, what I would do is I would probably write two rules here, and I'm going to assume you could write this a couple different ways, but I'm going to approach this from the standpoint that you want at least a three stack of both teams in every lineup. So then what I would do is I would say stack at least three, and then the rule, the team is going to be Boston only. So I have one stack, stack at least three with Boston, and then I'm going to have a second one stack at least three, and then I'm going to remove everybody except Toronto. So then now when I write this rule, well, now I have two rules, right? Um, they're technically both stacked three players. And then just if you guys didn't know, if you guys create a rule that's like stack four, we will auto give it a name. And then if you go in and change it to a different number, like stack three, it's not going to update the name. So you just have to use the little pencil icon and manually update the name. So then now when I build lineups, every lineup is going to have at least a three stack of Boston and at least a three stack of Toronto. So then this way would give me, hey, I can have five threes with Boston and Toronto. I could have a five three with Toronto as the five. And Boston has a three. I can have four fours. I can have four three stacks. I can have three three stacks. I can have three three two stacks, right? So then this will make sure that both teams are used and um, let, let Saberson fill out the rest of your lineup here. So a couple different ways to go about this, but I think some variation of these either one rule or two rules in combination will allow you to do this here. And um, using rules is always going to be better than using team stacks here or stack types or something along those lines. Uh, the rules, frankly, just work better in 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 my troubleshooting experience and my playing experience here. So use the rules, use some variation of those rule types, and that should get you what you're looking for. All right. Uh, question from Ryan in the well, one in the YouTube chat and then one in the Discord. In the YouTube chat, Ryan said, CSGO is back this week. Great time to use Will's model. Uh, 100%, right? And, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with with uh, who Will is, Will is one of our data scientists on our models team. He's in charge of, you know, being part of the group of people that take care of all of our models, build all of our new models. So Will, um, when he came, came onto the team, he brought his CSGO model with him. And it is a great model. And, and he's very successful with it. A lot of users in the community are very successful with it. If you guys are looking for strategy on CSGO, you can find that over on the YouTube channel. Uh, just pull that up real quickly to show you guys. Go to playlists and then go to Daily Fantasy Esports here. So we have How to Beat League of Legends and CSGO, and then we have some other League of Legends-specific content here. So check these out. They might be a little older, but in my opinion, they are still relevant for uh, DFS Esports today. All right, and then Ryan's question in the Office Hours channel was, I've been playing 1% to 2% of my bankroll for MMA, golf, tennis, NASCAR, and treating it like NFL slash NBA showdown because of the variance and the edges. Uh, I think that's totally okay here. And one thing that really stands out to me, you know, from this question is that NFL showdown and NBA showdown are both six-player lineup formats here. And so is MMA so is golf, so is tennis, and so is NASCAR, right? And the one thing that is is very similar between most of these is that 
you know, duplication becomes important as you shrink the lineup down, right? So big MLB classic uh, lineup is 10-player lineup. All of these other formats are six-player lineups, right? So the less players you are using in your lineup, usually the more ownership is going to condense. Usually the more likely you are to be duplicated in your contest, right? So the, the only one that is really stands out differently for me is golf. And as the example that we did for the first question here is, you know, there's 156 golfers in the field for this week. Uh, that's usually pretty normal for any week here. You know, MMA is 30 fighters, NASCAR is 40 drivers. Tennis depends on the number of matches on the day, but that could be around 30 tennis players, right? So uh, a lot smaller player pools for some of these other sports that you mentioned. So I think it's totally fine to treat some of these other sports that you're naming here like you would a NFL or NBA showdown. So I think that approach is great. I think keeping your bankroll allocation a little bit smaller for some of these sports is also a good thing, especially as you are, you know, kind of diving into them for the first time. I think a mistake that a lot of people make is like, Hey, you know, I'm playing 5% of my bankroll on MLB, but I've been playing MLB DFS for three years and I'm, I'm very in tune with it. I want to go try a new sport. Let me go put 5% of my bankroll on tennis. Like I, I do not think that is a good strategy. So uh, just, I think as a rule of thumb here, anytime you're trying a new sport, lower that bankroll allocation, right? I think one to 2% is great. That's even lower than, you know, the 2.5%, which is the bottom end of our DFS profit plan contest selection framework there, right? That 25 to 5%. I think it's okay to go, Hey, I'm going to go one to 2% until I kind of get a feel for this new sport and uh, start to understand it more, start to understand more of you know what it takes to win in in this new dfs contest here right so i think that's great advice ryan for for anybody listening all right uh we are all caught up with questions at the moment here if anybody has any questions that they want to get in now is a great time to get any last questions in here but while we wait so I want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, I would highly recommend taking advantage of our DFS partnership with them. We were the first major optimizer to support Owner's Box contests. They are a smaller up-and-coming DFS site here. And at the moment, a lot of the contests are overlaying. You can find contests where they're paying you to play. Your $5 entry becomes worth $6 because not enough people uh, enter the contest. Uh, secondly, you know you can find no-rate contests, reduced-rate contests, the user base is generally softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo. And when you sign up with and use promo code Saber or SaberSim, one, you can get a $500 deposit bonus. And two, we will track your entry fees for you and you can earn free months of SaberSim just by playing on the site and nothing else. Each time you hit one of our entry fee thresholds, we will reach out to you, let you know you have earned a free month of SaberSim here. If you cash in, we will reset your tracking to zero and you will automatically start earning towards your next free month. There is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn while this promotion lasts. So take advantage of it while you can here. All right, just a little feedback here. Sion Gaten said, thanks so much, Andrew. That helps so much. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, thank you. I was I was happy I was able to understand your uh, question correctly. It's sometimes hard to, you know, take a question and uh, know exactly what your process looks like here. So glad I was able to hit that one on the head for you or uh, out of the park here for you. But 
until tomorrow, everybody, take care. Good luck in your contest. If you guys are thinking about DFS, playing DFS, any sport, doesn't matter. If you guys have a question, drop it in the Office Towers channel here. Let it sit there until tomorrow. Gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with for our next show. But until then, I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.